As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Go to Craigslist, go to whatever area you're in and search for owner listings with houses that fit your criteria, whatever that is. And then use search terms in there like motivated or fixer upper, things like that. And you will find properties in a lot of those sellers are certainly motivated because they're using those terms. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips, and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals. Go check it out, fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out all the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. With us today, because we've got a special segment today, Situation Saturday, we've got a Previous best ever guest. How you doing, David Corbley? Hey, I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, my friend. And nice to have you back on the show. If you want to hear David's best ever advice, then go to episode 144 titled Stop Chasing Leads, 
They quick like rabbit. Do this instead, dot, dot, dot. And David talks all about Google AdWords and how to use that platform and as well as other things to get your phone to start ringing. And today, since it's Situation Saturday, he's going to walk us through a challenging situation where he was trying to find new deals in a brand new market and the challenges that he was presented with and how he overcame them. A little bit about David, and then he'll get into it. He is the CEO of the Marketing Commando. He's a former Green Beret in the military for 10 years and then turned millionaire real estate investor. He's focused on teaching others through his lead commando system, which is a step-by-step guide to get more sellers. He's based in Denver, Colorado, and his website is themarketingcommando.com. With that being said, David, really quickly, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? Yeah, uh, real quick, Denver changed to Scottsdale. So I I now live in Scottsdale. That's where uh, our situation will come from. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. I was in the military for 10 years as an Army Green Beret, and I got out at the 10-year mark and jumped into real estate because I knew I needed to be in business after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And uh, I really couldn't afford to own a franchise or anything like that. So I knew that real estate was my vehicle, but I had no idea what to do with real estate because I pretty much didn't have any money. Coming out of the military, I was pretty well broke. And I started learning about creative real estate. And I think like most people do, started going online and, and researching different things and trying to find that angle certainly were things, you know, when I, I got started back in 2002, so there was, you know, like the Carlton sheets and, you know, the no money down this and that. And I didn't really believe that. I, it's just, you know, there's a belief issue for me. Like, mm-hmm. eh, I just can't do this. This can't happen. So got involved in a few forums and saw that people actually were doing deals. So that changed my belief enough to get me to take action. I found a guy who helped coach me through my first deal and got some marketing out there and did my first lease option deal and got $4,000 option payment. And that's where the tide turned and the realization of, wow, I really can do this, starting with little or nothing and no credit. And that was the beginning of my real estate career. And now that you are no longer in Denver, Colorado, now you're in Arizona, is that where you had to kind of do the fresh approach on finding deals in a new market? Yeah, absolutely. It's much different in Denver than it is in Arizona. And a few reasons for that, I think the Arizona market, especially like Scottsdale, when I was looking for a place here, I mean, the market's hot. We were So we were really having a challenge finding, uh, we were also being very picky about what we wanted, but uh, real estate was pretty hard to come by. So that is challenge number one. And, and being an investor, that's challenge number two is when real estate is hard to find, the market's hot, so there's limited inventory, it makes it much more challenging for us to find deals as real estate investors. But the flip side is the deals that we do find can generally be very good because we can move them a lot more quickly because the market is hotter. Denver, the market wasn't anywhere near it is like here in Scottsdale. Wow, that's interesting. I would think just from an outsider standpoint, they would be on par. But either way, that's good to know. How long have you been in Scottsdale? Before we get into the meat of this, just to lay the groundwork. I got to Scottsdale right around the middle of May. So it's been, uh, you know, two months. Oh, wow. All right. You've been there two months. You were looking to get more deals. And just so we also know 
when you find the deal, what do you do? Do you wholesale it? Do you fix and flip? Do you do some other thing? Right now I'm focused on wholesaling because we just have so many things going on with the business. I'm not only in the real estate business and the training business, I'm also focused on some different things that we're really excited about that not really at liberty to discuss yet, but you know, really I'm more focused on instead of my own business and helping and training other people to get in the real estate space and be successful there, I'm focused on a much bigger picture and I won't get into it, but just to give you a, a, an idea, you know, that we all know that things are kind of sketchy now, worldwide, nationwide, definitely some crazy things going on. So I'm, I'm focused on creating a medium where we can all make a really big impact on the future of our own country. Let's just leave it like that. So, yeah. So you got your larger vision, but then from a very on the ground day to day thing, just to continue to do the wholesale approach. You've been there for two months. Your challenge is finding new deals in the market. How do you overcome it? Just to back up real quick in Denver, you can drive down the street and there's for sale signs here and there, and, and it's pretty standard, right? Where here you drive down any street and you're just not going to see any. So that right there tells you kind of the status of a market without even digging into the, the stats with sales or an, an agent mm -hmm. or anything like that. You can kind of tell what a market's like if there's for sale signs or not. At first, I know when you take an online approach to marketing, it can take a little bit of time to ramp up. And I always tell people this. And I also say, you know, you should never put all your eggs in one basket. So when you're getting your online marketing in place, which is my favorite type of marketing, usually you should be doing something else to get those immediate leads lined up so you can fund the rest of your business because that's important. And usually something like direct mail or literally sifting through online ads like Craigslist or something like that and just picking up the phone and dialing for dollars. That's the hard work, but that's effective and it's usually the fastest way to get a deal. So here, what we did because I have so many things going on is I decided I was going to be lazy and just take the easy approach and order some mail up and get it sent out to, you know, specific lists. And it's always worked before, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't that effective. Okay. So we got our list, a standard list using criteria that we always go after. What's that criteria usually? We like to do non-owner-occupied. A lot of people call it out-of-state. I don't like out-of-state just because the person might be 300 miles away and absolutely motivated, but they're certainly not out-of-state. Right. So non-owner-occupied, we like to do things with a mortgage on the property that is 20% loan-to-value or less. That scares a lot of people, but it's a great criteria. And then the mortgage needs to be 10 years old or greater. Why does it scare a lot of people at 20% loan-to-value uh, or less? A lot of people think that if there's only 20% loan-to-value on a property, oh gosh, they got 80% equity at least. Why would they be a motivated seller? That's the mindset I've heard from most people. And gosh, if they have all this equity, it'd be easy for them to sell, even if they took a, a discount. And that's true, which makes it that much easier for you to buy it from them for a discount. But people just assume that somebody with that kind of equity is going to throw a house on the market with an agent mm -hmm. and want to get top dollar for it. even a quick sale, they're going to list it. And that's not necessarily the case. To make sure I'm writing this down correctly, the third point needs to be at least 10 years on the mortgage. Yep. And why that? 
we've used different criteria because especially with online marketing, you really learn how to split test all these different variables. So for us, we found that for whatever reason, I don't know what that reason is, it just works. But the 10-year mortgage or greater, there's something about that where the people are just, number one, more responsive for some reason. And number two, they're easier to work with as far as willing to do a deal. And I, I think I dealt a lot with foreclosures back in the 2006, 2007, you know, that, that time frame when all that was happening. And then it was fine to find somebody with new mortgages because many of the times they started out underwater and that's just the way it was. And they didn't care. They just needed a solution where now it's almost like if somebody has got a mortgage that's two or three years old, then you fall into that equity, right? We want definitely 20% loan to value or better. Right. Or, but when you fall into that criteria, it's almost like it's seasoned. So they've owned the home for a long time. They're non-owner occupied and those three variables put together make it the perfect recipe because it's either they've owned it for a while and they've moved so they just need to do something with it or it's been an income property for a number of years and they're just tired of dealing with it so whatever it is that recipe of those three components make it really good all right so you've got the list you send it out through direct mail like you normally do didn't work now what so We didn't have the effect, so I thought, you know what? I took the lazy route. I figured we'd get a few leads and get some deals going just to step into the market. And like I said, it just wasn't effective. I mean, it wasn't effective at all compared to normal. So it was immediate that that was the case. And for me, it was, I knew why. It's because we were being lazy. And I I totally admit that. You know, we were being lazy, trying to take the easy, low-hanging fruit, and there just wasn't any low-hanging fruit in this market. So the only alternative was to go the more complex route that we know you need to take, which is fire up your business from an online perspective and take a multi-pronged approach, which is setting up your website in the area, doing Google AdWords, doing search engine optimization, doing local listings, and then getting on and start doing Craigslist ad searches and things like that. So instead of just throwing out the lazy hook with direct mail, now we're taking the approach and we're using four or five different methods. Yes, pretty much all online, but it's a different pronged approach online. That changes the game because again, you go from being the chaser with the direct mail. I always refer back to think of like going into a TV store and you just want to check out. I did this not too long ago actually because we moved. You go in and you want to check out, say, a surround sound system. I want to get some new speakers for my TV setup or whatever. So you go in and you're just looking, right? You're just there to, to browse and here comes the guy or gal, right? Hey, can I help you? So, and immediately, you, no, I'm just looking. Thanks. You don't want to be bothered, right? Because I'm on my time. I'm just doing my thing. I want to look. And that's what happens to a homeowner. I won't even say a seller or even a motivated seller. A homeowner gets hammered with a bunch of mail we're doing it where it's like we're a salesperson chasing them. So what do we do? Same thing that we do in the store, right? We shut down. No, get away from me. I'm not interested. I, you know, I'm not ready. I'm just here to look. So it's the same thing when we hit them with all this mail, they're not ready. They shut down and they're not interested. That's why the response rate with direct mail, people jump up and down to get a 1% response rate. So when people are looking now, I might have already looked and did my research. I know I want a Harman Kardon ABC123 receiver, and I'm just looking for where that thing is on the shelf. So I'm going to go right to the sales guy and say, hey, I'm looking for such and such. Where can I find it? How much is it? Whatever. Boom. I'm ready. 
that's the difference. So the same thing with online marketing, when you're out there and the homeowner is ready, now the homeowner becomes a seller, maybe not a motivated seller yet, but they become a seller. So they start looking for solutions online. Maybe they post some ads on Craigslist. What about those people that are motivated sellers? They post some ads on Craigslist and they say, you know, motivated seller or must sell now or cash offers accepted. Little terms like that key you in to, hmm, this person is wanting to do something quickly. And the flip side is they actually use the terms. So aside from Craigslist, they go to Google and they search the terms, sell my house fast. Maybe they're motivated. They don't have time in their mind, list it with an agent and wait. So sell my house with an agent, sell my house for cash. They might type in investment companies that buy houses, real estate investors who buy houses, all these different terms that they search. When you show up, whether it's through Google AdWords or search engine optimization or a local listing, the tables turn because now the homeowners already done the research. They're, they know that they're ready. Now, research being for us looking for a surround sound system, we get online and we look at reviews and we've done our research. We know that we're ready. The homeowner, they're either you know maybe behind on payments or they've talked to their spouse or whatever the case is, they know that they're ready. It's time to do something. So they start looking. When you find the solution, that's it. So timing is right. They do a search. They find us online and they pick up the phone and call or they fill out one of our web forms and boom, now we're not doing the chasing. They're coming to us and that totally turns things around. So we start getting leads and things feel a lot better. But that's what it took. So you've been there for two months. Mm -hmm. I suspect it takes a little bit of time to ramp up since it's online and you pivoted from direct mail to online. Yep. How many deals have you done within these two months? We've done two because we started a little bit late. We got here and got settled. So yep. I threw the mailing out just to throw it out early on. And then when we realized that wasn't going to work, then we decided to ramp up the marketing and stuff like that. So it probably took us um, 30 to 40 days to get those two done. And remember, this is also, I didn't necessarily have to find investor buyers to wholesale to because I'm kind of a little bit more networked in than other people. So I can just reach out and make a few phone calls and have buyers. Now, finding the buyers really isn't that difficult, but I would say that I have a little bit of an upper hand because of my network. Mm -hmm. So take that into account. But Yeah. And boy, I think it's very fast if you're building something online to already have deals within 30 to 40 days, because usually that's the long-term approach. Have you identified which one of those tactics that you mentioned from website, Google AdWords, SEO, Craigslist stuff that it's, netted those two deals? Yep. One is Craigslist and one is Google AdWords. Literally, for me, Craigslist is the fastest way. I mean, if somebody really wants to find a deal, roll up your sleeves, get ready for the <laughs> whatever negative you're going to get and start calling. Pick up the phone and start calling. If you call, if you do a search in, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it right now. So go to Craigslist, go to whatever area you're in and search for Owner listings only. Get rid of the real estate agent listings. So search for owner listings with houses that fit your criteria, whatever that might be, three-bedroom, two-bath, within three miles of whatever zip code, whatever that is. And then use search terms in there like motivated or cash, fixer-upper, things like that. And you will find properties in a lot of those sellers are certainly motivated because they're using those terms. Pick up the phone and start calling. Now, if you do set it five a day, 10 a day, whatever you want to do, 
do it every single day. And literally at the end of a week, I can almost guarantee you that you'll have a deal. Mm -hmm. If you do that every single day without fail and just know that it's going to suck while you do it. (laughs) Nobody likes making phone calls. How bad do you want it? Right. How bad do you want a deal? Whether you're brand new and don't know what to say, guess what? You can talk to five people, 10 people, you're going to get pretty good at what to say. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. So Craigslist is the fastest way, I think, to find a deal. And then Google AdWords, obviously, we've been doing that since like 2004, 2005. So we're not too bad at it. That is the second fastest way for us. Now, the search engine optimization and all those other things, that's going to take a while. It take us months to get that dialed in. And best ever listeners, you can listen to my interview with David the first time on this show, episode 144, and he talks about Google AdWords. So we won't dive into that in this conversation because we've talked about that in depth already. So that's episode 144. All right, David, is there anything else as it relates to getting started in a market that you want to mention on the show before we wrap up? I kind of winged it, right? I was more focused on moving here because I wanted to live here, not necessarily because I wanted to invest here. But obviously now that I live here, well, I need to invest here. So when it comes to a new market, I would certainly do your research on how competitive do you want your market to be and really take a look at what that market is like before you decide to invest there. That's a big thing because really competitive markets probably aren't the best place for a beginner to start because it is challenging to find the deals. When you can find them, great, but it's challenging to find them. So that and the other piece is just in general, right? Real estate in general, business in general, life in general. Make a plan and it doesn't have to be a complex plan, but make a plan and take action on the plan because I see so many people get into planning mode and busy mode that just like I said, the Craigslist picking up the phone. You never get around to that because you're so busy planning on what you're going to do to get leads or planning your business. Your business never gets off the ground and six months later, a year later, you've never even done a deal. And I'm telling you, the business is here. It's not hard to do once you get started and you can do it, but you just have to start. Mm. Start the actual work of getting leads because once you get the leads, you get the deals and the deals turn into money. It reminds me when you were mentioning the Craigslist thing how you just said make a plan, take action on the plan with the Craigslist saying if we're so wrapped up in the planning period but we're not actually doing it, then what we're doing is we're really making an issue larger than it should be and we're masking the much larger problem of not actually doing anything. And that's just human nature unless we're training ourselves on it where we make something really small issue much larger than it should be to mask the greater problem that we have. And I think that's the case that you just mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to call some people out since we're here, right? Let's take the time to do this just for 30 seconds. If you're new to business or new to real estate, now this doesn't count if you already needed this for a business or a job, but if you're new to this, do you have a room set up in your house or did you get an office with a space? If so, why? (laughs) Right? Do you have... Uh, a nice desk that you've set up? If so, why? Do you have a second screen on your computer? If so, why? (laughs) Right? So literally, you should be starting your business with a minimum and start doing what really matters, finding leads, signing up deals, getting the deals done, right? That's how you start your business because you don't need any of that other stuff. So if you're doing that, bad you. Okay, (laughs) let's forget about bad you. Now let's focus on 
this moment on, become good you and get some leads, get some deals. <laughs> I love <That's> it. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you when I started this podcast, I was literally doing the podcast in my closet in my apartment in the East Village of New York City. Uh, and I would have pillows stacked up around the microphone because that was the best. <laughs> that was the best way to get the sound to sound good. And then whenever I had Robert Kiyosaki on as a guest, which was, I'd say, besides Barbara Corcoran, the most ho- high-profile interview I've done, I literally had to interview him in my car, where it connected the Wi-Fi at the apartment community I have because I wow. that was the only place I had. And I had to turn the car off. It was in the dead of summer. And I was just sweating profusely. Oh, man. And, That's a great story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was sweating profusely. But I was like, hey, I got to make this interview. <laughs> That's interview fantastic. Happen. Yeah. Well, I turned the car on before and just blasted the AC because I knew for the next 30 minutes I wasn't going to get any of it. Man. And let me ask, what episode is this or what episode are you on now? Oh, this is like almost 700. 700 podcast episodes. I know guys that have been doing this forever and have like 17, yeah. right? That's a perfect example of just taking action, right? With the minimum that you need. So excellent, man. Good work. Yeah. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation, David. Really appreciate it. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? You know, I would just go to themarketingcommando.com and we have all kinds of things there, free resource kits and things like that, so where you can get a great idea and even get some free resources to use for your business. So the marketingcommando.com. Awesome. Well, that's in the show notes page. Really appreciate this conversation. The two takeaways, well, there are three, two tactical takeaways. If you're starting in a new market, then two low-hanging fruit things to do. One, Craigslist, just start calling people. David went through how to do that and how to find people. And then two, get up and running with Google AdWords. And the third thing, overarching approach, is to make a plan, then take action on the plan. Don't get so fixated on what the actual plan is and contingencies, blah, blah, blah. Just start getting your hands dirty, making those phone calls in this case, and get it done. So thanks a lot, David. Really appreciated our conversation. Grateful you're on the show again. Hope you have a best ever weekend. Talk to you soon. Yep. Take care, Joe. Thanks. Go check out Mass Venture, which is Texas's first approved equity crowdfunding platform, which means that all Texas residents can now invest in local real estate projects. All Texas residents can now invest in real estate projects. That's that's a big distinction. Usually it's just accredited investors. Nathan wrote, she's been a guest on the, the show, episode 225. Go listen to that if you want to learn more about his business as well as here's best ever advice and go to Mass Venture, M-A-S-S-V-E-N-T-U-R-E to check out their company.